Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I run the website for since 2004 now, theweeklydriver.com. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldrich, and he knows a lot more about cars uh, than I do, which is going to be a good thing today because we're going to talk about a whole variety of different things. We're going to do a hodgepodge podcast of a bunch of things that are going on in the automotive world. So how are so, you doing, Bruce? I'm doing great. What do I do? I you're, do the I do the podcast stuff. I do the technical support. Yeah, and, and take and pictures. You're, you're going to give me all the provide a lot of knowledge today because um, what we thought we'd start out with today is that I've been writing this column uh, once a week, an automotive column, primarily reviews, but sometimes auto shows, trends, different things. And last week, um, I got three letters, and two of them were uh, with regard to the Toyota Camry, which I reviewed, and one letter was completely, uh, didn't involve that at all. It was about a woman who has a, an old um, Ford Escort. So I thought we would start today's podcast talking about sometimes people write letters, and, and it was really interesting to, number one, it's great when somebody's reading it, yeah, yeah. And, and it's nice, and it, even if it's something negative, it's still a positive because they've taken the time to read a story and they've taken time to send an email. So the first one I got was a, a person who wrote that um, maybe somebody about our age who said that what he believes is that the manufacturers don't consider people who are 50 and older when they're offering cars to the public. Their seats are hard to get in and out of. So I sent that email to you and you responded really nicely to the guy. So what's what's your perspective on what that guy had to say about aging buyers of automobiles? What was he all about? Well, I think what he, his statement was that uh, the reason there's so many SUVs being sold is because there's so many old people. Yeah. I mean, it's an aging population, right? Right. We're getting older, there's more people, whatever the age is, let's mm -hmm. say, you know, over 50. Okay. And those people have a hard time getting in and out of sedans. Right. So that's why they're going to SUVs, mm -hmm. which I said, hey, I never thought about that, but that's true. Yes. But mostly I think what, what it, the deal is is the manufacturers never offered an suv that still had control you know as in in handling yes. and never had creature comforts you know back in the day you had to dr drive an old uh suv like a oh like the big suburban or something yes. you know so yes. you're giving up a heck of a lot mm -hmm. to to drive a suburban back in the day it was you know it wallowed it didn't turn it didn't stop it, it was it was horrible yeah yeah well, nowadays you can have your cake in '82. Mm -hmm. You know these these big SUVs. They handle well. They're quiet. They got all the creature comforts. Right. And so people, heck, they think let's go for it. I know my wife just bought one. Same right. thing. Yes. She was she was having trouble getting in and out of a little sedan, and that's why she wanted an SUV. Right. But I think even if you're under <laughs> under 30 you can see the advantage to an suv yeah it came to mind yesterday also because i was writing about um the mazda cx9 and great suv and it even was nominated a couple of years ago for world car of the year which really surprised me but the, the, a lot of people made the point that it's it's an suv with three rows and yet it drives like a sedan it, it they had, do they do and so that's the this man makes makes a good point that um it's been hard for me to figure out why so many SUVs are selling, particularly because of the, all the new gas mileage considerations. But you can be a family of one and get an SUV and have it be a very versatile car for all kinds of things. You don't have to have a, it doesn't have to be a, an urban taxi, as one person called them. It can be, or a family, a, a people hauler, whatever the, all these terms are. But now I see this man's point is that SUVs have become much more comfortable 
And maybe some of the ads now should reflect older people in in the, in the television ads. They should show some guys with gray hair or, or yeah, less maybe, hair. Yeah, because he, he's still looking for his Buick, right? right he yes. wants his LeSabre. Well, he's, he's not going to get he's one. He's not going to get that. So, so yeah. uh, you, you gave the guy a very nice answer, and uh, he wrote back and said thanks for the, you know, thanks for the quick response, and it was, it was great. Um, the second letter was um, from uh, a woman who bought a Camry, and she was concerned about the trim that she bought for a variety of reasons, and um, she liked her old one better, and I forwarded that email to you, and you gave her a good response that maybe she should have spent more time, or the, or the person selling the car should have spent more time explaining to her the different trims and their acceleration and so on and so forth, so that was another nice letter. Well, yeah, she didn't mention the trim level of the, the Camry, but she did mention that she was happy with her old XL version. Yes. That's, you know, now 12 years old. And so she wanted a similar car. Yeah. And she knew what kind of ride she was getting. And she wanted, she expected a, the same type of ride out of the new XL. Yes. Well, unfortunately, for whatever reason, she didn't buy the XL model. She bought the XS. Yes. And I told her, I don't know every model, but S typically means sport, typically mm-hmm. means shorter, uh, sidewall tires yes and uh also a a stiffer suspension for sportiness right for handling well that's what happened i don't know maybe the x the sport model was probably cheaper and she decided to uh you know save some bucks not realizing that different trim levels can have different characteristics yes and it's very important if when you go to drive something and if you have handling in mind that's very important to you, when yes. you go on that test drive, you better pay attention to handling. Don't right. fiddle with all the dials and have, play with the stereo that's, that the salesman's trying to distract you with. <laughs> yes. Think about handling. Or if you want, you know, whatever it is, if you like the stereo, then play with the stereo. But otherwise, leave the stereo alone. I was thinking when you responded to her, my, my initial thought was, and this is not the case, but my initial thought, it was a, it was a little sharp you know, toward her, like maybe you should have done your homework or a little bit. Well, you didn't quite say it that way, but you were direct. And when she responded, it also surprised me, but it also made sense. She said, you're right. I should have spent more time right. doing what you recommended. And I was so uh, enamored by different things as you're talking about that I didn't spend enough time doing exactly what you recommended for her. But I also think it falls somewhat into the salesman Right. Maybe too. So it's, it's, it's both um, it is, in yeah. that respect. Um, so it, it, that was the, the two letters I got with regard to the, the Camry, which is, I, I, now I figured out the reason I probably got letters is because it's the best selling sedan in the country. So more people are probably interested in it just going in. Yeah. And that's kind of why I got some response. The third letter I got last week was from a woman who has a 1994 Ford Escort. And one of her engine lights went on, a, a warning light, and she took it in to get smogged, and it wouldn't pass the smog. And she took it to um, some sort of place, and they couldn't find the code. And so she said, what's my next move? Well, the flippant kind of old cynic side of me just said, well, you know, go buy a new car. <laughs> Forget it. That's easy for us to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 25-year-old Ford Escort. Come on. it's time. Maybe it's time right, for something yeah. new. But you had another thought on that as well, that you suggested that there are different levels of, of smog places and that maybe she had to, you know, call, make a few calls and find an expert who might be able to find the code for her. Is yeah, that- I didn't see this letter, but this, I don't know, assume this is California. And in California, yeah. they have uh, smog only stations where the technician 
is not a repair person. No. But he can read codes and he, you know, he pass or fail. He knows that obviously, but he might not have a code that, that is any help. Yes. So he, she needs to go to a smog place that also does repairs. They also have those in California. Okay. And then get a second opinion. Cause it, you know, it could have been the gas cap off for all we know, or right. the, you know, it could be uh, uh, a number of simple things. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be that the valves are shot and it's, you know, it's smoking, passing oil. I mean, that's catastrophic, right? Buy a new car. Right. But it could have been something very simple. So hopefully she'll go and get a second opinion somewhere. Okay. That's, so that was, those were three interesting things. And I guess for me, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it feels nice that people are actually reading something and, and that they take the time to respond. So I know uh, um, catalytic converters are a real are a real weak point and a lot yeah. of times you have to replace the catalytic converter and that's kind of expensive depending on the car yeah. some cars have two of them so you know if it's a 25 year old car you know if you have to put a thousand bucks into repairs i don't know it might be a push yeah <laughs> well the other thing is and speaking of cars um since i've we've known each other you've bought a few cars um but your wife hasn't i know aline's aline had a 17 or 18 or 20 year old mercedes Something like that. Something like that. She'll be and scolding us because she'll know exactly. She'll know exactly. It, it, it was a, what was it? It was a 2000 okay. Mercedes, and she bought it, I think, in about 04. So okay, she had it 15 years. About 15 years. So it's coming up on its, well, depending upon when it was made, you know, 19th yeah. or 20th birthday. And um, so she bought a new Mercedes, and I thought we would talk about her her buying experience, what she'd care to share about that, because I haven't been into a dealership to talk cars in a very long time. Neither did I. And so, so I, I don't know anything about it. So how about a little... Well, she probably went to the better dealers first off. If, I, I yeah. think if you go to, you know, Hyundai and Ford and Chevy, maybe the de- the dealer people aren't as nice. I mean, are, are, are as knowledgeable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are. And back in the day, they were terrible, terrible, terrible to deal with. But uh, she went to Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent people. Yes. You know, they weren't trying to scam you at all mm-hmm. or you know upsell you or whatever it's sure. like whatever she said she goes they the answer was okay let's let's work on that problem or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is so that was cool we went to lexus lexus was very good yeah we went to infinity mm-hmm. that was the old ford yeah. or chevy type experience yeah. Guy in a cheap suit and <laughs> guy in a cheap suit with a cigar trying to talk you up, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, she ended up getting another Mercedes. Um, she's really happy with it, and she's an old person, and yes. like me, and she, uh, you know, she got an SUV, so yeah, so she can get in and out of it. That was the fault with the other, with her other car was just getting in and out was just ridiculous. It, it, it was an might... SLK, you know, which is a little two seater, yes, soft hard top. Or it's a hard top, folding hard top, I should say. And Aline, I hope she doesn't mind, is 61, 60, 61, 58? Around there, yeah. Around there. 58. Mid- middle-aged. Let's age. say 58, yeah. 50, middle-aged. She's got a GLA and she loves it. That's great. I'll leave the age part out. Whoops, sorry, Aline. GL- GLC, I'm sorry. GLC. Now, I would never ask specifics and, and don't reveal specifics, um, but what about the negotiation of the of the price of the vehicle? Did there was that let me go get my boss kind of thing, or it was has, has that all changed as well? It's still let me go talk to my boss type of thing. Okay, all right. They still they still try to hit you up. Yeah, for for like extended warranties and, and things. Yeah, exactly. Everything. You go into the closer, mm-hmm. uh, finance guy, whatever they call them. But 
Yeah, they try to warranty, you know, a paint coating, right. interior uh, fabric coating, and other nonsense. So you still have to be on your toes, so to speak, oh, yeah. in, in that respect. Yeah, once you got the deal and you shake on it, you're still not done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you do serious radio, uh, you know, right. there's all, all kinds of stuff. stuff. Yeah. 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 Can any of that be negotiated? Like, I want this, but I want to, can you, can you do Yeah, you, you, you can still can tell that. them, you know, I don't want that $4,000 warranty. Right. And no then, way it's too high and you know maybe you'll get it for two grand or something gotcha but. gotcha gotcha okay that's interesting i boy i i haven't owned a car in such a long time that i'm wondering if any of those places that like you read about costco or you read about the buying a car online i wonder if any of those are any better or it's if there's a hassle in some other way that you just don't know when you're working through Costco or an online. Yeah, buyer. I don't know. I haven't, I don't know anybody who's bought one through there, but I yeah. just don't believe that you're probably getting, if you're a good negotiator, you're not going to get, you're going to get a better price at a dealership than you are at Costco. I'm, I'm guessing, but I don't okay. know because Costco is not going to set the lowest, lowest, lowest price. I don't think, right? No. Who would want to sign up with Costco if they did that? That's right. Why bother? Why so bother? they, they got to have a, you know, I'm sure it's a fair price. You're not getting ripped off, but that doesn't mean you're getting a good deal either. Somebody's got to make some money somewhere, right? So speaking of your, your, your wife, who has a real interest in motorsports and cars, and, and she knows what we do, um, she mentioned to you and you mentioned to me this morning about uh, our, our one of the easiest guys to pick on in the world, I guess, in his brilliance is, is Elon Musk. And you were telling me that he announced uh, a new super duper massive uh, any superlative you want to come up with truck he's yeah he's got a new all uh four-wheel drive electric truck kind of like a rivian i guess yeah maybe he saw that and he's jealous <laughs> probably so he starts making stuff up but yeah. yeah he uh he tweeted that he had a truck that uh he was poo-pooing the dodges that they, they didn't have much of a tow capacity mm -hmm. and he said that his truck could uh, pull three hundred thousand pounds good luck with that yeah yeah you said an 18-wheeler. Uh, an 18-wheeler is uh, typically the number they sh throw out there is uh, 40 tons, which is 80,000 pounds, right? Right. Is my math good? There yes, go. perfect. So an 18-wheeler can pull 80,000 pounds, and Musk said his truck's going to pull 300,000. What kind of engine? And I mean, what? I, he didn't. Have, he, he, he didn't have any specifics. It's just so he's just mouthing shoot, off. Yeah, I don't know what he. Maybe he misquoted himself or something. <laughs> well, maybe maybe he's still smoking pot. I don't yeah. know. I can this other thing that he did. But he's got to stay relevant. He's got to stay in the news. So. He's got to stay in the news. He never met a mic or a camera that he didn't like. Right. Um, comes somebody else comes to mind in that respect. I sure see a lot of those cars uh, on Highway 80 out of Sacramento going toward uh, Reno and beyond on. The interstate, boy, there's a lot of car carriers hauling Teslas, hauling so there, he's yeah. selling them. Yeah, he's selling them. Speaking of that, as a little side note, you know, in Sacramento here, we have that new a car rental company. What's it called? Uh, is it called Gig or Sig? I forgot what it's called. And I, I kept looking around town and I thought, well, there's one over there. And it's it, they're using Chevy Bolts. And, with a V or a B? Uh, with, a, with a B. So that's the all-electric? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's, uh, uh, I read about it online a little bit. I don't know much, but I kept saying, am I seeing the same car all over town? And then it dawned on me, no, this is the new system I've been reading about where you, you know, uh, rent or lease a car for a day or what have you. And it, it's, I think Sacramento is one of the test cities. We have to look into this more and, and speaking out of very little knowledge, but I think I've seen five or six in East Sacramento in the last two days. 
Hmm. Do they, they have a big have... logo on them? Or are they painted? No, up, it's or? it's a tiny logo, but they all have on uh, the the color of the the uh, roof rack um, matches the trim of the car. So this, it's like a black uh, Chevy Bolt, but it has light blue trim everywhere, including the the luggage rack or the ski rack up on top. So they're they're very distinctive. And I thought, well, I've never seen that car. Now I've realized. Now I've seen four or five of them. So we're going to have to check into that. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on that. The Chevy Bolt, by the way, with a B, is a uh, is General Motors all-electric vehicle. Yeah. When we saw it, what two years ago? Yeah. Two and then we ago. never saw one on the road until recently. Recently, I don't think they're selling real like hotcakes. No, it, it. I don't understand why. It looked great to me, and they, but they and they discontinued the Volt. Right. Already, yeah. which. Which is the hybrid. Which is the hybrid. So, well, uh, back onto another area of, of my uh, occupation is that for years I've been working with the Monterey Herald. Uh, I used to work there in the late 80s for a year, and whether it's golf or motorsports or bicycle racing or a few other things through the years. Um, I, I go back there from Sacramento five or six times a year. You've been with me. We've gone to car shows. It's, it's just, it's paradise and almost any excuse to go, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go down yeah. there. You know, you guys went there recently on vacation to Pacific Grove and it's, it's great. Um, so the, the Laguna Seca um, uh, has a new title sponsor, uh, WeatherTech, and it was Mazda Raceway for years and years and years. And now it's WeatherTech and they, they've taken a whole new approach. There's a new CEO, there's a new marketing and public relations staff and they're doing a whole new thing. So this weekend, they're going to have um, the first race of the, the 2019 season, which will culminate in September with the return of IndyCar racing, which will be great on that. Heck yeah. On that 2.3 mile with the famous corkscrew turn and all that. But this weekend is something I was unfamiliar with, and we looked it up and got a little bit of knowledge called the California Eight Hours, an endurance race. And I wrote a story about this young guy, this, I guess pretty famous family that from South Africa I wasn't aware of, and his name is Kel, Kelvin uh, Vanderlind, and he's um, 22 years old, and he's won the race the last two years, so he's going for his third straight title. So the Weekly Driver podcast gets support from americantrucks.com visit www.americantrucks.com as of yesterday I well, he's won the championship he's won right the championship. not just the race this is an international series that yeah it's all over the world yeah uh, including it's coming to coming to, uh, to the weather tech raceway weather tech raceway and it's um he is a ford uh not beg your pardon he's an audi factory driver and his brother who's 19 is a bmw factory driver in his first season and I'm reading about this guy and I'm just I don't want to say mesmerized but just really impressed the guy very active on social media like young people are and last year he he rode uh he drove in five on five continents and 26 different race races, and he was in 20 something countries and he's 22 years old so we we looked it up earlier and we we're learning a little bit about this in endurance eight hour endurance and you mentioned that like anything more than five hours is is pretty oh, epic yeah and so they have three drivers i don't know yep. how they switch or anything and i'm really showing my ignorance on this but it sounds really interesting stuff yeah i used to watch the endurance race at, at um up it's uh sonoma 
Sears, Point? Sears the old yeah. Sears points yeah. called I think it's called Sonoma Raceway now. Yeah, they, 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 Finney, they, right? they don't have a title sponsor. Yeah. But I used to watch endurance racing there and that actually is kind of fun. It, it can be boring, but sometimes, yeah. you know, you can see them in the daylight, you can see them at night. Mm -hmm. Uh if it, if a rain shower comes through, you can see them in the rain. Yeah. It's so it's it's kind of fun. You know, I I wouldn't stay there the whole 8 hours. But, you know, if you take a three-hour block or something to watch, it's, sure. it's, it's pretty fun. It's like going to a, uh, you know, a, a very long stage race maybe in, in a bicycling event. And in, in the middle of the race when they're at mile 50 to 80, you just see the whole peloton going by. It doesn't look like much, but yeah. you know there's a lot going on if you're in the sport. And the same with this, I'm assuming that if you're into it, you, there's all little nuances that you're going to see. There's car, cars all around the track all the time because mm -hmm. they're pitting differently and... It's it's there's always some action going on. Yeah, this guy said he won last year, not based on. I read a quote that said it wasn't based on necessarily having the best car or the highest speed, but it was he, he, the how he dealt with the car and how he uh, didn't get in traffic and how he maneuvered and right. his his strategy was was what him got save him to win. The, save the equipment and yes. don't crash out. Obviously, yeah. yeah. So I didn't know that you had seen that before. So what you have seen if you go back in your in your memory how how do they on some level figure out if there's three drivers how do they do they just say hey i gotta go to the bathroom i want to switch drivers or no they, it's, it's it's pretty it's, much planned out it's planned out but all if something of, happens you know they come in and they have to replace a rotor or something yeah then they'll probably make a driver change okay but it, it's pretty much planned out and usually the the golden boy gets gets to end the race yeah. i find yeah start and finish maybe you know if it's uh who knows uh this like this guy he'll yeah. he'll end the race he'll end right? the race yeah because they want to see that guy you know that's where the cameras are and whatnot at the end so they don't want to put the no name at the end right so th it was amazing to me just as a as a person new to this although i've heard of lamont and uh, other sebring and other places that this guy got his start at age 12 and in go-karts and he's worked his way up to other other levels of racing and now at 22 years old he's been to all these places and traveling the world and i don't know if a seasoned speaks, veteran a seasoned years. veteran you have yeah, 10 yeah. years and he's 22 and maybe i don't know this maybe he speaks five languages i, I don't know but uh to me it was impressive that he he just seems so mature at such a young age and has done a lot maybe he will Maybe he'll be a, um, a guy we'll be reading about for a long time in all different areas. Maybe he'll be a Formula One guy. Who knows? Down the road. I, I don't know how that it's all It's got to be something to travel all over the world for right. this series. Yeah, he said wow. 175 uh, hotel, 185, 175 hotel nights, you know, 229 hours in an airplane last year. So it's a lot of stuff going on for a, and, for a and young And these person. are, they call them GT3 cars. And, you know, Porsche has a, Porsche, one of their cars is called gt3 so it's, it's a pretty big deal yeah and, and going back to WeatherTech, it reminded me that um looking at its website and and with um how do you want to say this uh, they, they've kind of uh rekindled um lunaseca is always great for all kinds of reasons but they seem to infuse the new energy well with, yeah they lost moto gp and they right. lost indy cars i yeah. mean what's down there anymore of significance well they had they had uh what would they call that they have the uh classic not the classics they, they have this they have the sea otter with they the have bicycle the sea otter bicycles yeah. and they have uh they have the um historics during monterey, historics those are monterey those are auto fun. week and they've had a couple of uh other things um i'm sure i'm forgetting something important but now this season it just seems like yeah. it's it's a, a step up with all different kinds of racing and 
boy, that IndyCar uh, race, it, it's going to take me back to when I worked there, which was 30 years ago, you know, going into a, a little meeting and there were maybe four people and you're sitting across the way as close as we're sitting with Danny Sullivan and little Al and, and Bobby. You, you got Hall. to go in a driver's meeting? Uh, the, a little press, a little press, oh, it was a, meeting, press a little meeting. presser okay. and with a lunch, you know, but sometimes you go into a, like a golf press room and there's a hundred guys sitting there, a hundred women and guys and TV cameras. This was like a little intimate luncheon oh, okay. with, with three of the most famous guys in racing. Right. And, um, I remember asking them very naively, uh, uh, not knowing anything about racing. I said, uh, do, do you guys, if you don't mind me asking, do you guys consider this a sport? And they all kind of looked and I'm sure they've been asked the question by some other naive journalist before. And they said, well, unlike other sports, there's no timeouts. There's no halftime. You know, you're in the car the whole time. So the clock's running. Yeah. The clock's running. So yes, young fella, we, we do, you know, they didn't insult me or make fun of me. They just answered it very, you know, those guys, blood pressure is all zero. They're all very calm. And so they, they, kind of put me in my place, but in a very professional way. Well, yes, of course we think it's a sport. And here's our reasons that mm -hmm. we don't get any breaks, <laughs> you know, unless we get an accident or so it was, it was another learning stuff. You don't, the stuff that you don't, you don't forget after somebody's kind of educated you rather quickly about something you don't know anything about. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to, uh, I was just writing about it yesterday a little bit. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the crowd will be, what kind of international attention it'll get. And you were explaining to me the differences from when I covered IndyCar racing twice in the mid-80s to IndyCar racing now. There must be lots and lots of changes in that whole... Oh, tons of changes. But they certainly look different with the uh, with that new package that uh, protects the rear wheels from uh, flyover from if a guy follows too close. Yes. Keeps them more on the ground. What about the names? I mean, back in the day when we were younger, everybody knew... You know AJ Foyt, and and they knew Sullivan and Bobby Bobby Ray Hall and and Little Al, and um, but the names now are they? If you're following the sport, are they are these guys just as iconic as those guys are? Or I don't know, Will Power. Yeah, he's got an iconic name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how about the guy who won it like three years in a row? Is he still? Um, he was a young guy when he won it. He was he was Letterman's. He was on David Letterman a lot. Um, oh, Dancing with a Star? Oh, yeah. What's that, that guy? guy? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was... Uh, he's still in it, I believe. He's, he's yeah. still in it? Yeah. And he, he was funny because I think on Letterman one night, since Letterman's a race car owner, um, he was the first guy I ever said, well, Letterman would be in his comedic way, he would say, well, what do you have to do when you have to go to the bathroom? And he'd say, what do you have to do? You just go in your suit. There's no other way, right? And so I never heard anybody talk about that before, and I guess it... It got a lot of attention that, you know, race car drivers were actually talking about this, that maybe they always talk about it among themselves, but the public maybe didn't realize huh. that, that they just, if you have to pee, you have to pee, you know, and you did it in your suit. Um, it is a special suit. We didn't know a, why. Yeah, yeah, now it's a special suit, which kind of reminds me. It's not me only fireproof, but it's waterproof. Waterproof. Huh? So okay. That's, that's you know, going back to bicycle racing when you, if you're in a team car, and you're, you know, you're following 200 guys. You, you, you don't stop. You, they give you a, a, an old Coke bottle or something, and you have to go in, 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 the, in the car because they're not going to stop for anybody who has to go to the bathroom. That's just too important. So um, I learned a little something there. Okay. Is that the end of potty talk? At that end of the potty talk. So okay. what else in, in, the, in the car world? Um, you and I uh, last week went to a... A show I'm still not sure what we saw, but it was involving uh, deep thinking and AI. 
and how this is going to go into the car world. Artificial intelligence yeah. and, and deep learning. Deep learning, not Those deep were thinking. Two, two buzzwords that we still didn't <laughs> yeah. get, get on. But uh, it all has to do with autonomous cars. And the computer people all think that they know everything about cars and they think yes. they can build a car. And, and you know, the manufacturers are they call them the legacy system mm-hmm. you know like a legacy manufacturer like porsche they kind of put them down by saying this you know that's old school that's a, that's a legacy manufacturer yeah they think they can do it better but I, I think they have the computer people have toned it down a little bit remember two years ago at the consumer electronics show yeah we were gonna have autonomous cars right now right and now and not now so much. they're not saying that it's they've pushed that their dream out you know eight or ten years now yeah. But they, they're finding all kinds of problems that they never knew existed to make it an autonomous car. Mm-hmm. And one thing we learned there yes. was the it's this uh, data acquisition. All these um, sensors on the car, you have up to 8K cameras now, and there might be 10 of them on a car. Yes. Plus, you got a couple LiDAR radars. You've got uh, infrared cameras. Mm-hmm. All this stuff just makes enormous data piles so what do you do with it okay so now the car's gathering all this stuff what do you do with it yes that's a huge problem now that's gonna be and so they're 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 making these analytics they call it Mm -hmm. uh, to make the computer figure out what's important the computer will tell the person what to look at you know right i don't even know how to explain anything more than that but i i I, I do i I do see that there is a huge massive data problem that it could one computer in a car cannot possibly handle. So yeah. the, the idea is to figure out what's important to get the data that they need and work on that or, or let the car respond to that. It, you know, if you see a big world out there of throw out some crazy number, a trillion terabytes <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. Of, of the world it's seeing, right. it can't deal with that much. You can only see with, you know, uh, 20 megapixels of a of a little kid running out well it has to know concentrate on the little kid and forget about all this other stuff right right and there were those companies that wanted to wanted so, to be the company that that handles all that data we right. saw a few they of those wanna, guys they want to handle all that data yeah. and what do you do with that data you, you got to put it in the cloud and how's it get to the cloud you know and yeah, all this and stuff the security of it is yeah and well then, i have this vision also we we did one we did a, a few things we learned a lot at least i try still trying to absorb what we saw but we saw this gigantic uh, truck uh, there, and it was, it was called Too Simple, right? Too Simple is a trucking T-U, firm. T-U, S-I-M-P-L-E, right? It's a trucking firm on the road, yeah. and they're actually ho- hauling cargo at, at a level four autonomy. Right. So it's happening right now. The, they're, well, it's happening, but there's also two guys in the truck right. watching it. Watching it. So, so we... we uh, the, the guy, when I, we first got there, I saw the guy, young guy being interviewed by a, a television station. He was standing in front of the, 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 the truck, the, the, not the bed, the, um, the cab, of, of right. this, this monster cab that somehow we found out they, they came in through a garage door and got this thing in there, and it was, it was huge. And, but we went to talk to him later in the day, and, and he was nice enough with his public relation or marketing person to invite us up into the cab, which was great. Yeah, we did an interview in, in, the, in, in the, the cab, in closed the cab. The, it was monstrous and uh the guy looked i mean did he look like he was 16 or 20 and he's the, was he the cfo of the company uh cto which CTO. i assume meant chief technical, technical officer. officer yeah cto and he explained that this is uh the companies come in and, and this is the prototype and they if, if company x wants to get into it then they would go and they would 
show this around to that that company and then there's another company another company and then they've taken this on interstate five to do test testing of it which i asked or maybe you maybe we both asked what would it look like when somebody in another car <laughs> sees this uh, truck going down the road with apparently nobody driving it and they said they do it at you know two in the morning to avoid uh, the public reacting so strongly if i remember that correctly didn't they say things like that that they do it at weird, well there weird are hours? people in it yeah but they're kind of in the, they're in the back right aren't they in the back seat oh no oh, no no they're not i don't think so no oh. they're in the proper spot they're they, in the proper spot it's still not that good that they want to trust it uh, with nobody in there but uh they he says it's it's quite reliable yeah and it would be with the restrictions now, the little bit that I know about truck drivers, they can they're they're limited the number of hours they can drive per day, and this would well that's the future, that's right? That's the future, right? You, you wouldn't have to have trucks clogging up the freeways in the afternoons right. during rush hour because they can they can go all night, right? Or you know off peak times. Yeah, there was an irony of that day. Of course, it took us almost six hours to get there because we saw a. Uh, a an big area. rig again. Yeah. A big tra a big rig burned to the ground. Yeah, bacon and bacon and so bacon and butter. Bacon and sausage. Bacon and sausage yeah. truck that burned, burned to the, the ground. ground. And boy, it took us almost. It took us about six hours to get what should have taken us two hours and right. fifteen yeah. minutes. So we went from that to seeing the the truck of the future, which is um, kind of funny in a way. But I would go back to that show next year and maybe stay one night because we could have taken in a lot. You know. Not not only did they have did they accommodate us quite nicely, but I could learn more when we had a little bit more time to study some stuff. And if it goes back to San Jose, we put that on our calendar for next year. It was fun. It was fun, and like I say, it was all about GPUs, which is the graphics. I can't even <laughs> remember now, but it's all about handling graphics. Right, and uh, we saw a lot of science projects. That I mean, it was in English, but it was. Oh, yeah. It was way beyond my my capacity. But, well, we, we covered a lot today on this episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. Please visit my website, um, www.theweeklydriver.com. Support us on Amazon if you choose to. That would be helpful to us to um, continue our efforts. Send us an email or be in contact as you choose, and you can get our podcast on all the major podcast um, platforms. What are those? It's like those are Stitcher. Stitcher. Blueberry, uh, Blueberry. Um, let's see, iTunes. iTunes is a, a big very one. popular one. Uh, Spotify, and uh, soon we'll be on the others. There's just been a few announcements. How do you get on iHeartRadio? I we're not on that. We're not we? not on yet. Mm -hmm. But and there's also a new one that is. Um, uh, we have a new uh, device at home that you can talk to the the Amazon oh, Amazon oh. Echo. We're going yeah. to apply to be on we're that. We're trying to get on Alexa. Yeah, Alexa, and so we're we're in the process of getting on more, but. Uh, on, on the major ones now, we're, we're, we're there. As a matter of fact, we, we got Apple TV a while back at home, and, and we called up uh, YouTube on Apple TV, and we watched about 10 minutes of our handsome faces oh, at home. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. We, if you're listening on uh, just a podcast, we also do a, uh, a video version. Yes. And that's on YouTube. That's on YouTube. And, we're, we're, and Apple we're, TV has a listing of it? Yep. Okay. So we're, 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 uh, we're going to be international stars. We'll be in the intercontinental uh, race circuit pretty soon of, of of car videos and things like our uh, podcasts so we're we're getting there okay and we, and we got Very a few good. other surprises down the road so thanks again for listening uh we appreciate your support and we'll talk to you next week goodbye the weekly driver podcast gets support from americanmuscle.com 
your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today 